My name is Matthew Wayne Selznick, and this is Sonatotem, where we talk about making stuff, finding success as we define it, and building a healthy and sane creative writing life. Episode 33. Hello to you and you and you and you and you. It is Tuesday, March 30th, 2021, as I record this, as I speak into the microphone to you. Going to do something a little bit different this time around in this episode 33 of Sonatotum. You see, folks, the last time we spoke, I was talking about how my uh, next creative work the novelette, The Perfumed Air at Kwanantag Bay, was just about ready to go. Well, uh, it's been released to the folks who did their direct pre-order, and it's in wide commercial pre-order at Amazon right now. The book will be released to uh, everyone who pre-orders it through Amazon on April 6th. 2021. You can pre-order starting now if it's before April 6th. If it's April 6th or later that you're listening to this, heck, you can just go to Amazon and buy the thing. But if you pre-order, then you will receive it the moment you sync up your free Kindle app or your Kindle device on April 6th, thereby being among the first in the world to be able to read the perfumed air at Kwanantag Bay. Now, other than, you know, bragging rights or whatever, uh, why would you bother pre-ordering? Well, first of all, just so you know, you don't get charged until April 6th. However, Amazon counts all those pre-orders as sales when they look at their sales ranking charts, you know, their best sellers. So as soon as April 6th comes along, all those pre-orders that came before count bang as sales. And what that does is that can give the book a nice bump in visibility. Maybe even putting it on some of those top-selling charts in that top-selling uh, rank on the day of its release. And what that does is brings the book more eyeballs on Amazon. It kind of kicks in the uh, Amazon algorithm, and Amazon says oh, hey, this thing looks like people like it. We'll show it to more people. And then what happens is those people, they buy it too, and it's a virtuous cycle, and Bob's your uncle. Hooray, hurrah. So when you pre-order, you're not just kind of providing a vote of confidence in my work, which I very much appreciate, but you're also telling Amazon that this is something they should look at and show other people. And that is good for me, the author. And I hope it's good for you, too, because if you're into my work, then you want to see me be able to do more work. And to do more work, I need to be able to sell more books. See? Virtuous cycle. La-da-da. So, yes, right now, you can go to Amazon and either pre-order, or if it's April 6th or later, order The Perfumed Air at Kwanantag Bay. The easiest thing to do would just be to go to Amazon and search my name, Matthew Wayne Selznick. 
You can also go to selznick.me slash T-P-A-A-K-B dash A-Z. I know that doesn't sound all that simple, but really what we're talking about there is selznick.me slash and then the initials for the perfumed air at Kowanantag Bay dash A-Z for Amazon, right? Selznick, S-E-L-Z-N-I-C-K dot me slash T-P-A-A-K-B dash A-Z. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, of course, that link and a direct link to the perfumed air at Kawanantag Bay on Amazon will be available in the show notes for this episode, episode 33 of Sonatotum, which you can find at mattselznick.com. Just click on the podcast page or go to sonatotum.com and it'll take you to the podcast page on mattselznick.com where you will find the show notes for this episode, episode 33. For this episode, what I'm going to do in just a moment or two here is provide you with the first little bit of the perfumed air at Kwanantag Bay, read by yours truly. Now, the actual audiobook won't be out until a little later this spring of 2021, but what I'm going to do is, like I say, read the first little bit and make it pretty for you so that you can get some idea of what this rather different fantasy novelette is all about. I've already mentioned, I think, in previous episodes that this is, you know, this isn't your normal fantasy story. It's not full of adventure and sword and sorcery stuff and all that. Sure, there's magic and unusual creatures and whatnot, but they're not the main point. This is a story about people making difficult choices and facing the consequences of those choices all out of love. So if you like fantasy, yeah, give it a go. But even if fantasy's not your bag, I think you'll find that this is just a, a good human experience kind of thing. Who doesn't like that? So, without further yammering on, here is the first little bit of The Perfumed Air at Kowanantag Bay. A Tale of the Shaper's World Cycle. Agane. Agane met every day of exile with anticipation and grateful delight. Each bright Tawake promised novelty and beauty, delicious uncertainty, new vistas, new sounds and smells and colors and light. The wide world. Nearly the breadth of Caebrith these past twenty-odd Tala, by cabin wagon and boat and field trotter and, when her illness insisted, in the cradle of Denek's arms, she had watched it and felt it and breathed it all in. All these days, Tawake to Tawrest, Tala racing and skipping forth and back between the uncountable embers of the night sky— all these generous days, with her heart fast at her side, he, often taciturn, sometimes garrulous, always tender, careful, and brave. So brave. Back in Anakintog, 
where she had been caged in their home as her freedom and independence contracted, she had raged against the path she trod, crowded by the progression of the illness that held her in place body and mind and heart alike. Now, Agane accepted and even embraced the toll each day demanded. Their home was this cabin wagon, and the road Denick so gingerly navigated, and the land, and no matter how much infirmary and pain the wasting delivered, there were always, everywhere, opportunities for joy. They were nearly to Old Mound at last, where Cug believed they would find the Magan from his youthful past. This memory of Cug's, Nakanin, had been trained by a wisdom rider, and his faith that she could cure Agani was resolute. So their exile was more than a surprising and fortuitous gift of experience. It was a quest, especially for Denik and Kug. Agani was far from certain this Magan, if, indeed, she could be tracked through the overgrown paths of Kug's thirty-year-old recollection, could do anything for her at all. The journey was enough. Nearly. She imagined the atrophied cords of her neck and thinning bones of her spine moving her head to look at her heartfast sitting beside her on the wagon bench. Slowly, her wasted flesh grudgingly consented to her intention. Denick watched the road, carefully guiding their plains trotters even as he chatted with her and Cug, who strode alongside the wagon. Denick, she knew, held fast to faith. That... Agane understood, made Kug nervous, though their friend hid it well. Agani loved Denik. What else could she do, in love, other than allow his hope to steer them all? His purpose kept him strong and safe. If Kug's healer could be found, if the Magan had the lore Kug so confidently assigned her, then it was no folly to believe. If not, well... Agane was grateful for these days. Denik. Denik kept his eyes on the road and his hands on the reins, but his attention focused on Agane, sitting next to him on the wagon bench. He did not think she was conscious of how every bump or groove in the road drew from her a soft grunt, often through pursed lips or past a smile made subtly thin and pale. So Denik did all he could to spot rough patches on the road ahead and coax their little team of two plains trotters to veer just enough that the wheels of the cabin wagon kept to the gentlest path. Agane's comfort defined his map. All the while, Agane and Denik chatted pleasantly, pointing out colorful flights, notable landmarks, or interesting scenery. Kug who preferred to walk alongside the plains trotters as often and for as long as his seasoned legs would allow, chimed in now and then with an anecdote or story, for it seemed there was no stretch of Caebrith that had not already endured his stride. So it seemed. In truth, Cug's time with the call caravan town could kindly be defined as some time ago and conversations with other Magan encountered along their journey revealed that not a few of the places they visited simply hadn't existed the last time Kug claimed to have passed through. Agane liked to tease him about it. In response, 
Cug embellished certain details well into the realm of the preposterous, until they all laughed. Denick felt a rush of warmth and affection, and certainly gratitude, for the Magan he had only known as an unassuming tavern keep until their grim adventure with Rajan and poor Talon last year. He called down to his friend, Cug, that break of trees up the road a bit, the one on the left, what does that call to mind? Peripherally, he saw Agani coax her lips into a shaky, knowing smile. Cug shifted his shoulders to adjust his ever-ready skystone axe strapped there and touched the wide brim of his hat. Denick didn't need to see Cug's face to know there was a gleam in his friend's squinting eyes. Well, hmm, why don't you tell me what you think you see there, Denick? I defer, Denick said, in favor of not influencing your own impressions. Cug chuckled. I fear anything my imagination might perceive would be a rough shadow cast by the illuminating vision of the great artist sitting next to you. Agane laughed softly. Denik recalled a time when such a jab would have inspired a hearty, zestful bark from her chest. Nostalgia was a poor proxy for her laughter, only enforcing what he could not deny. She was weaker than she had ever been. Weaker by the day. Today, or at least for now, though the wasting hoarded the energy she might need to laugh, her illness was generous in allowing her nearly full use of her voice. Oh, Cug. She paused, Denick knew from long experience, to assess her ability to say more. Does it strain your throat to push such lofty phrases across your tongue? Another pause, another careful breath. Denick. Is this how he talked when he ran that... A breath. Shadow district den of laborers and drunkards? Denick shook his head, smiling. I was too busy posing as one of those drunkards to notice, I'm sure. Cug laughed as well. You noticed everything, Hatul. Of that I have no doubt. Denick adopted the gravelly, slurring drawl of his former alter ego. You don't know what you're saying, Cug. I just want to sit up here till I gotta lay down. Cug said, wryly. Nice to see that tattered suit still fits if it needs to. Denick's mouth turned down. He had no desire to revisit the bifurcated obligations of his former life as an agent of the Alliance of Clans, although it had, for good and for bad, set them on the path they all trod today. It can stay in the wardrobe forever well enough, he said, drawing an affirmative hum from Agane. But enough stalling, Cug, Denick continued. We're almost upon those trees, surely close enough for your far poor eyes. What's it make you think of? I don't need to see it, Cug said. I remember it. The raspy hitch returned to Agane's voice. So those... Trees haven't grown even a finger in thirty-some years, Cug. Denick felt a pang in his chest. She would need to rest soon. I'm sure they have, Cug replied as they drew near. Tall or small, then, as now, they still mark the last turn in the road before... He paused as they made that very turn. The approach to Old Mound... Denick sighed, appreciative. 
Well-timed, my friend. The road widened past the bend and improved noticeably. Patchwork pastures checkered the gently sloping savanna that rolled away from either side. Ahead, just visible on the most imposing, which was not very, hillock of all, was their destination. Old Mound. Agane said, You told us it would be today, but I... Cug's tone was tender. I'm not all roadside tales and tavern talk, Agane. Indeed you are not. Denik smiled. Agane, we'll be there in less than a mark. You want to wait until we've rented a proper bed, or shall I help you to the cot? She raised a trembling hand, her eyes on the road ahead. Drive on, wagon master, drive on. As you wish, my heart fast. She smiled. Her eyes glittered. From pain and road fatigue? Denik chose to believe it was hope. There you have it, friends. The first little bit of The Perfumed Air at Kwanantag Bay. My latest work of fiction, a novelette set in my Shaper's World story world. As I mentioned, but hey, let's mention it again. You can go to Amazon right now and pre-order the novelette. Or, if it's April 6th, 2021, or later, as you're listening to this, Heck, just go to Amazon and order the book, which comes out on April 6th. And once again, if you pre-order, if you apply that vote of confidence to the perfumed air at Kiwanantag Bay before April 6th, I'll be obliged because uh, all those pre-orders count toward the sales ranking for this title when it does finally get released. And again, you will get the book the moment it comes out on April 6th in your free Kindle app or on your Kindle device. Even though this is sort of a different episode of Sonatotem, as always, I welcome your feedback and comments. You can comment in the show notes at mattselznick.com. Just click on the podcast link and look for episode 33 and leave your comment right there. Or you can email me at matt at mattselznick.com. That's M-A-T-T at M-A-T-T-S-E-L-Z-N-I-C-K dot com. You could record a little voice message on your phone, your tablet, or whatnot, and email that to Matt at MattSelsnick.com. I'll play it on the show, and we'll have a little time-shifted conversation that way. Are you following Sonatotem? Are you subscribed to Sonatotem for free wherever you get your podcasts? I would love it if you would do that so that you get every episode just as soon as it comes out. That's always neat. And while you're in your podcast app of preference, be sure to rate and review Sonatotem. Ratings and reviews help bring the show up in the eyes of the podcast listening audience so that folks looking for things like this odd little podcast can find it and subscribe and we grow the family which, again, is a wonderful thing. <laughs> All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed the first little bit of The Perfumed Air at Kiwanantag Bay, my latest work of fiction, a novelette of the Shaper's World cycle. One way or another, it's available in ebook at Amazon 
right now as a pre-order or just as a regular order. And I hope you'll consider giving it a shot. My name is Matthew Wayne Selznick. Take care.